All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with my Wizards of Wagering, my Overlords of the Odds, my Barons of Betting, the Degenerate Trifecta, Brother Bry, Harry, and Darren, the Parlay Kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Sal, what's up? What's going on, buddy? We are going on. We are going on and on and on about NFC over-under wins. We're going AFC over-under wins in the next hour. But I want to introduce FanDuel as our new sponsor. We really did it. This is, this is, this is big time, guys. FanDuel is the top of the food chain when it comes to daily sports and when it comes to sports gambling. And we are so happy to have them aboard. We're going to do contests head-to-head. We're going to, first of all, for this, these purposes, Brother Bry said it best. Bry, what did you say when we said we were going over the over-under wins and we're going over props and everything? And what you said something, what did you say? Well, it's always, this is always one of the craziest times of the year for us, right? Because we're looking at so many different stats. We're, we're looking on so many different sites, but FanDuel has so many different props, uh, so many different bets, so we can get it all in one spot. It, it's fantastic. And it really alleviate some of the issues I've had in the past in terms of just going to one one site. It's all there. Uh, they pretty much have everything. Isn't that nice? And I didn't pay him to say that. And neither did Fandle. <laughs> well, I guess technically we did pay him because he'll get a paycheck at the end. I don't know. We don't have to look into it. But the uh, the fact is, yes, it's all right there for the taking on Fandle. Take a look there. We're going to have promo codes. We're going to have head-to-head contests, as I said. And we're going to have all sorts of crazy contests. And But today... Uh, I want to mention to, if you're listening to us on The Ringer, this is your last chance. I warned you. I said, go to extrapoints.com or wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever your podcast provider resides and sign up for Against All Odds on Extra Points because we're going away in like five minutes. Right, Jim? Heel producer Jim says he's had enough. Why are we giving him so much? We'll give him five minutes and then that's it. Wasn't that our conversation? Exactly. More than enough. All right. There you go. So in a few minutes, we're going to go away. I'm sorry. I gave you enough warning, but it's not like you can never hear us again. Go, like I said, to extrapoints.com, subscribe there or uh, wherever, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to go over all 16 NFC teams, and then we're going to go over all 16 AFC teams. I have so much paper in front of me. I feel like I'm about to lease a condo or something. There's (laughs) Crazy, crazy reams of paper. 17 trees lost their lives for this stupid podcast, but it's going to be worth it because we're going to make you a lot of money and we're going to start off in the NFC East. The Dallas Cowboys, their over-under is nine and a half. The over is minus 160. The take-back on the under is plus 135. To win the division, they're minus 130. To win the conference, they're plus 750. To win the Super Bowl, 16 to one. And to make the playoffs up to minus 280. Oh boy, that's scary. But it's for with good reason. Parley Kid, let's talk this out. All yep. the good pieces are there. Mike McCarthy over Jason Garrett. We've seen enough of Jason Garrett. Maybe yes. Mike McCarthy, if we're getting just a shell of Mike McCarthy's old coaching self, we're in good shape. They went one and six against playoff teams last year. They haven't reached a divisional playoff round since 1995. They haven't advanced past there. Uh, Kellen Moore's in his second season offensively. They drafted C.D. Lamb with the 17th pick. They franchise tagged Dak Prescott, obviously. He's getting $31.4 million. Again, either you love him or you hate him. I want to like him. I think he has great potential even further than like being one of three touchdowns, quarterbacks who threw for 30 touchdowns. 
but he was one in six versus playoff teams. Yeah. Um, what more can I say on defense? Oh, they signed Amari Amari Cooper five years, a hundred million dollars. Defensively, we got Mike Nolan in there, replaces Rod Marinelli. Mm-hmm. Uh, they signed Alvin Smith, Don Terry Poe, Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Um, you know, Byron Jones is gone. Robert Quinn is gone. The biggest loss, Travis Frederick, Gerald McCoy, unfortunate in, uh, injury a few weeks ago. I really love this team. I really love them this week and you and this year. And not just this week, this year. I have them, Parley Kid, not only over nine and a half, I have them at 11 and five. And I'm scared that I like them this much. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah, I think uh, every year we go in with high hopes, but they're usually a little bit tampered by the fact that Jason Garrett is coaching the team, right? And now mm-hmm. we're coming into a season without Jason Garrett. And what we look, uh, what looks like is to be a stacked team. Number one on offense last year, number nine on defense, and they finish eight and eight. That's almost, that doesn't add up, right? If you're, if you're one and nine, uh, offensively one, defensively nine, you're better than eight and eight. That's a coaching issue right there. Uh, they had a great draft, a very solid offseason in free agency, as you just mentioned, some of the names they've picked up. Uh, in the division, what's the worst case? Five and one in the, in the division, I think. Yeah. I think five and one. Uh, I wouldn't settle for anything less than five and one. Uh, the strength of schedule, look, it's the most overrated thing in football is the strength of schedule, but it is ranked 30th in the league for the Cowboys. But I do look at it and go, it's a pretty tough schedule, but I guess it's just because their division is is so weak that their strength of schedule uh, drops. And look, Dak is playing for a huge contract here, uh, a huge contract. And I think his teammates are going to rally around him. I think they really like him. And I, I think they want him to get that huge contract. I think he has a big year. He'll be in the MVP discussion uh, towards the end of the year. So Cowboys over nine and a half, minus 160, a very, very solid bet and a good way for us to kick it off here today. Okay. So, and the people who are listening on the ringer, they might just be like, oh, that's enough. Five minutes is enough. I heard Parley Kid and I heard uh, Sal take the over and the Cowboys wins. What else is new? Um, one thing I'll say, Parley Kid, why haven't we heard Leighton Vanderesh's name? anywhere uh, it gets me worried a little bit he was the best player on their defense he was out for most of the year half the year last year and now he's back and it's great that they filled in these pieces uh around him but isn't that a big big cog that no one's talking about it is but i think in there uh in my mind at least i wouldn't bank on him playing more than half the season he's got that neck issue mm-hmm. he had to come out of college uh but i do think they're deep enough to fill those uh holes uh, if if that were to happen, so mm-hmm. uh, with him, it's look, it's a huge bonus, huge bonus yeah. if the, if they get anything out of him because he was on his way to being one of the best middle linebackers in football, uh, and uh, if he's healthy, he will be once again. So let's hope he is. All right, so Cowboys are going to win the division. We don't really need to talk any further, but I guess we'll hit the other teams. Philadelphia Eagles, uh, nine and seven last year, they won the NFC East. They lost to the Seahawks in the wild card round. Doug Peterson is in his fifth year. Um, they won four straight games against the NFC East to close out the season. Eight of their first 10 opponents this season failed to make the uh, playoffs. You know, Miles Sanders is nice offensively. He had 607 yards. I uh, had 509 yards receiving. They have, uh, I know Harry doesn't love their receivers, but Dallas Getter. Uh, you got Zach Ertz. They're all around 900, 700, 600 yards. 
You got Carson Wentz is a little gimpy to start off with. Um, but he's going to have Jalen Rager to throw to from TCU, 21st overall pick. Sanders is banged up. You look at him on these injury reports. He's got red crosses everywhere. So offensively, maybe they're not starting as sharply as they could. Defensively, you have Jim Schwartz, fifth season with the team. They uh, acquired Darius Slay in the trade. That's big with the Lions. Not a lot is talked about. Uh, Three-time Pro Bowler, 13 interceptions over three years. Fletcher Cox is always good. Um, They held seven of the last nine opponents to 20 points. But I'm going to say, I know the defense is a story. Jim Schwartz is a story every year. I'm going eight and eight. I say they under nine and a half. Harry, do you agree? Sal, I do agree with you here at under nine and a half. I don't love it, but uh, because, of course, you know, like you guys mentioned, uh, you probably get four wins here against the Giants and Washington. There's four there. The last three years, uh, they've split with Dallas. So, again, like Parlay Kid mentioned, uh, he'd take five and one if, with Dallas here. I think the Eagles would take five and one in the NFC East as well. You mentioned Sal, too. I don't, I don't like the receivers. I don't like the receiving core. I don't like the draft pick. Uh, and I didn't the night we were on the on uh, Zoom what, during the draft. I didn't like Rieger. That's because it, co- it, co- it cost you money. That's why you, didn't you like lost it. on that. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, true. You're right, Brian. You're right. But still, five eleven uh, out of TCU didn't have like a hundred yard game the whole season. Yet Justin Jefferson was out there. I think that was a bad mistake. He's got a shoulder injury already. Rieger, he's out for a month. And Deshaun Jackson's thirty three years old. Alshon Jeffrey's thirty. Uh, they played a combined. 13 games last season. I just don't like this team overall, but nine and a half, I'm still going to go under. Like I said, Wentz is fine. He had 27 touchdowns, seven picks last year. Very nice numbers, but still overall, nine and a half, I'm still going under, Sal. I agree with you, eight, because, uh, but I don't love it because, like I said, Washington Giants, that should be four. I wonder if the Cowboys forced Rieger, uh, the Eagles to take Rieger. I don't know if they were going receiver. I, I think I think they screwed everything up with C.D. Lamb falling to Dallas. Not sure what the plan was if C.D. Lamb wasn't there for Dallas. But Philly struggled. They panicked, and they're going to struggle and panic the whole year chasing the 11-5 and five Cowboys. I'm going 8-8 eight and eight for uh, the Eagles. Now, let's go Redskins. We'll save the Giants for last here. Uh, Sally said well, Redskins. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I did. You lost. All right. You Sorry, I already lost. Let's go with the Washington <laughs> football team. My God, I'm That's done. That's good. I, I, I mean, it's going to happen a thousand times. Didn't I apologize. Even didn't anyone even notice. Parley Kid yeah. had me at minus a thousand. <laughs> um, is there a team with more turmoil? Turmoil? I can't say turmoil. The Washington turmoils. That's what we'll call them <laughs> in the right in the off season. Daniel Snyder, lots of stuff there. The cheerleading stuff. Uh, poor Ron Rivera. Uh, Darius Geist, Geist, he's, uh, I mean, th- th- he's cut crazy stuff going on there. Rivera replaces Jay Gruden. They lost nine games last year by 10 or more. They were three and 13. Um, their over under is five Scott Turner's first year as offensive coordinator. They use four of the first five picks on offensive players in the draft. Haskins is going to be their starting quarterback week one. That was announced. This morning, 72%, four touchdowns in his last two starts. Not great um, before that. You know, Terry McLaurin was a nice player, 58 catches, 919 yards. And then uh, defensively, I don't know, they they obviously drafted Chase Young, second overall, at 16 and a half sacks. Landon Collins is good with 117 tackles. But, uh, you know, they allowed 40 
plus points in back-to-back games to end the season for Jack Del Rio's defense. I don't like this team at all. I think there's too much going on in the offseason. I don't know how they get it together. They maybe beat the Giants. I think they get swept by the Eagles and Cowboys. I have them at 3-13 and 13 and going under. Brother Brian? Yeah, so this is a tough one to me. I actually think uh, the Washington football team will land right around four or five wins. Uh, and I guess when they score now, do they? we just say football team, like touchdown? Yeah. Like, yeah. We have to We have yeah. to say Washington? Or we just say football? <laughs> it's, so, it's so weird. But yeah. it, it, I will I don't say, know how it goes. I, I will say it's rare for a team lately to win less than five games and then the following year to win less than five games again. I think the Browns yeah. over the last five, six years are the only team where that's happened. But I would still yeah. take the under here. They've been an embarrassment, like you said, all offseason. I doubt the football gods uh, reward that, or maybe they will. Who knows? Uh, the way I think 2020 the, wa- the Washington football gods? <laughs> yeah, the Washington <laughs> football gods. I like that. I, that, goes, that goes nicely. Uh, but yeah, I, I, will, I will say I do love their defensive line. It could be one of the best in football, if not this year, maybe next. Rivera gives them some flexibility. But this is now an offensive league, right? They just don't have enough playmakers on offense. Like, who's their number two receiver? I couldn't even tell you. I just looked this up. I couldn't even tell you Uh, who is their tight end. I have no idea. Um, So even if you give them two and four in the division, their schedule is tough enough with the NFC West, the AFC North. It's hard to find a ton of winnable games. And the one thing I'll say is, and we'll probably have to discuss this because we're doing all these wins. If there are no fans or at least no fans for some of the season, how does that impact the bad teams? Like you're not, you're not stealing games at home anymore. Right. It's like, Right. It's easier for these road teams to come in and win. So if you're bad, you might be really bad this year. I don't know. So I don't know. They say Haskins looks good. He could be, but I just don't think they have enough offensively to. Uh, and and, to, and to, I wish I had over. brought that up. I wish I brought that up earlier. Dallas Cowboys plan on maybe not a full house, but half full house. I mean, that's they're going to be the only team with fans, at yeah. least to start off in the NFC East. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't get that. Yeah. Washington five. What are they? Plus 650 to make the playoffs, 170 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Let's go over to the Giants. Uh, bro- uh, Brother Brian and I both like Washington under. The Giants over under six wins, 15 to 1 to win the division, 40 to 1 to win the conference, 85 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, and plus 380 to make the playoffs. Wow, 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 have things have changed. But it makes sense. They had fewest wins of an NFL team of over three seasons. 36 losses in the last three seasons. That's the most losses in a three-season span for the franchise's history. Um, 10-plus games in three consecutive seasons. 0-12 the last three years against the Eagles and Cowboys. I can go on and on. I'm delighted to read these. I really am. (laughs) They face the NFL's second-toughest schedule, if you believe in that. And they have Jason Garrett as an offensive coordinator. So there you go. Um, They got Andrew Thomas. They need offensive line help. They got him with the fourth overall pick. They need they need help protecting Daniel Jones, who had 23 turnovers last year. Um, Barkley, when he was healthy, he was good, but um, you know they're really they're really grinding him out. Lots of carries there. He's third in the NFL with 120 scrimmage yards per game uh, over the last two seasons. You got Darius Slayton. I know he's a fantasy darling for a number two, and Sterling Shepard. Um, defensively, who's a coordinator? Patrick Graham, second worst defense in the NFL over the last three seasons, 374 yards. 
They signed Blake Martinez. They seem to give him a lot of money. Everyone's uh, mad at that deal. And, but that's it. One thing I'll say is Evan Ingram, Jabril Peppers coming back. That could be big. Who knows? Uh, Eli is out of their hair. James Bradbury is a cornerback. They took that safety from Alabama parlay kid that we thought, uh, that everyone thought the Cowboys were going to get Xavier McKinney. Yeah. Like I said, over under six, I think this is a four and 12 team. Sorry, Harry. Right in front of the Redskins. Sorry. South to, the Washington South. team. <laughs> what a way to end that. Yeah. <laughs> You're on six. a roll. You're on a roll. Uh, listen, Sal, yeah. we're two for two here in the, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with you with the Giants. I'm going under. Um, look, it, this is bittersweet because, look, we have football. This is it's great. We've got football. They're playing. But like you mentioned, they, they uh, Joe Judge, no one knew, knows anything about him. Freddie oh, Kitchens yeah. is Freddie Kitchens is on the on the team uh, as a coaching staff too, and like you said, the Clapper. I mean, it's so terrible to have him. Like I don't know if what is Jerry paying him like five times his salary to make sure the Giants tank to make sure he doesn't mm-hmm. have to worry about them. I don't know. I mean, but you mentioned Gettleman went O line in the draft pretty heavy with a first and his third overall pick, which is going to help Barkley out. But it's just overall they've had off the field issues this uh you know this off season. Uh, Golden Tate's dinged up. Uh, Evan Ingram only played eight games last year. And for, like you mentioned, Blake Martinez, too. He's missed a ton of practices. Again, this team just doesn't have anything going. The defense was so pathetic last year. Couldn't stop anybody on third down. This season, too, uh, six wins. I don't. I can't see that. I, I'm, I'm on. I'm, if, they're probably going to, when looking at their schedule, they might might be favored against Washington, and that would be it under six. I have, uh, it's funny you say that because I look at their schedule and obviously I'm biased against some of these teams. I had forgotten Freddie Kitchens. What, what a ragtag organization this is. Joe Judge, Freddie Kitchens, and, uh, and Jason Garrett. But I have versus Steelers loss, at Bears loss, 49ers loss, at Rams loss, at Cowboys loss. Obviously, I could just put L's by anything I want, sure. but looking like one and four at least there, at, at, or at best there, I don't know. This could be bad and Parley Kid brings it up. You know, it's like, how excited is a team going to be to finish off a season in an empty stadium if they're one and four mm-hmm. or two and seven? It doesn't get much better for them. All right, so that's a division. Um, let's pick our best bets now, whether these are props, player props, or team props for each of these. Parlay Kid, you like something for the Giants here, though. You see a little glimmer of hope. Yeah, well, listen, uh, after uh, the, his rookie season, Saquon Barkley, I think we would all would sit here and agree to say this guy might be the best running back we've ever seen, mm-hmm. uh, at least in a, in, a, in a long time. And uh, we're used to watching Zeke Elliott, right? But there was something about Barkley uh, that really was different from a lot of running backs. The the, the speed, uh, the hands, uh, just the, the power. He had a little bit of everything, or a lot of everything, I should say. Uh, I like Barkley here to lead the NFL in rushing. At plus nine fifty, uh, he had thir- over thirteen hundred yards in his rookie season. Last year, he suffered an ankle injury, which set him back a little bit. But the Giants have really improved their offensive line. They drafted Andrew Thomas. Uh, they've had some free agent acquisitions as well, uh, and they're going to run the ball more. Listen, we know Jason Garrett likes to run the ball. Giant fans, be- get used to on second and ten to see that ball still handed off, uh, which is the worst play in football in my book. But Jason Garrett will still force the run uh, at any point of the game. Uh, and as as we know, look, the guy also averages 4.8 yards a carry. 
and he's in his third year. He's getting very close to his contract year. He knows he needs to have a big season in order to secure himself the big bucks, the big running back bucks, because he's only going to get that once probably in his career. So this is a really uh, could be a, a make or break here in terms of the real big money for Barkley. He's going to be healthy. Uh, the Giants are going to run the ball more. Uh, and they're going to run it, too, to protect Jones, who I think is going to be a good quarterback in this All league. Right. But they're going to run the ball more uh, this year, too, just to protect him. So Barkley plus 950, NFL rushing leader. Paul, I kid you. Too much on the Giants. Too much praising the Giants. So don't, let's uh, and nobody on this podcast get used to that. Let's, do you, uh, Harry, do, Harry. You, do you remember last year during the season? Uh, Parley kid kept sending you texts saying like Barkley's overrated. Barkley sucks, and you're like, uh, no, no, it's the off, no, it's the offensive line. It's the offensive right. line. Right, exactly. So now, so they went, they went out, got linemen. So let's see now. All let's right, well, let's Harry, <laughs> Harry, yes. ret return the favor and say something nice about a Cowboys player oh, prop, your favorite no, in the NFC East. I, I, you know what, guys? I actually am. I'm going to take Dak Prescott. Most regular season passing yards at plus 650. Look, we know Winston had the most last year. He's not with Tampa anymore. He's not passing the ball around. It, it, Dak, Dak had, was 98 yards last year, 98 yards short of 5,000. Offense is stacked. The offensive line is stacked. Uh, Cooper and Gallup both had over 1,100 yards last year. Zeke had 54 catches. Now you throw in possibly the steal of the draft in grabbing C.D. Lamb at 17th when he was supposed to go to the, uh, the to Bryant's Raiders at like, well, probably 12 and maybe even yep. before uh, that. He had three yeah. years, he had 32 touchdowns, 3,300 yards. And the Cowboys, I believe, play only five teams that made the playoffs last year. A lot of yards here for Dak to rack up and big numbers. I agree with the Cowboys prediction. You mm. had I like them to get 12 as well. Believe it or not, I do. All right. I like the way this pattern is. And now, Brother Bry, you say something terrible about the Giants. Get Harry back. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Nice zigzag here. So I'm going yeah. exactly what you were talking about before, Seth. So I like Giants first win week six plus 750. Look, I wow. think I think this the, is a thing. I, this is actually a thing. This is a thing. It's, 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 a on, thing. it's on FanDuel. FanDuel. So I think the Giants are going to suck this year. I didn't think they did enough to fix this team. I still think Jones is going to be turnover prone. Uh, but the reason I like, look, you said this, the schedule, right? They have the yeah. Steelers at Bears, 49ers at Rams, at Cowboys. If they don't win those first two games, which I don't think they are, they're not going to win weeks three through five. And then you get yeah, to right. then you get to week six at home against a Washington team. So I don't know, a plus seven fifty. That seems fantastic to me. Uh, I think we should all take that one. That is really good. Now That's here's good. the here's the funny part about this, or not so funny as it'll turn out. <laughs> when do you start hedging on something like right. this when they're zero and four? No, because then yeah, no. I'm I, trying to think. So if who do they play week? Who do they play week five? Sal, who do they play week five? Dallas at Dallas at, at, Dallas. Your, at your team because they're gonna um, they're gonna be at least they're at least. I mean, Bears is probably the smallest line even at Bears. Um, yeah, but they're gonna be like yeah, those opposing teams are gonna be like minus two hundred to minus three hundred across the board, and so. then home for the Reds, uh, home for the Washington team. <laughs> you're, gonna, <laughs> you're gonna lay probably one forty or something somewhere. Who, who knows what the teams will be by that? Well, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, and I also I'm gonna round it out here, and this is terrible because I never feel this way. But Dallas Cowboys best record eleven to one odds. 
I think if they're an 11 win team, why wouldn't I take them at 11 to one? Maybe I'm crazy to think they're an 11 win team, but if you have 11, you either need 11 or 12. I don't know. Maybe a team goes 13 or 14 and two, but I think you're right in the mix at 11 and one. And I could be crazy parlay kid, but they play the Rams, the Falcons and the Seahawks to start. And that could be maybe a disaster. And then I lost the bet already, but I really do feel, I look at their offense. I look at their defense. I look at their coaching and I, they upgraded every single step of the way. And what would be more 2020 than the Dallas Cowboys winning the Super Bowl and everybody telling Jerry Jones, go to hell. This season didn't count. Didn't matter. You know, so 11 to one odds for them to have the best record. And that is our NFC East preview. Let's move on to the NFC North, starting with the Green Bay Packers. I could still say that, right? They didn't change their name. <laughs> Green Bay fo- football team. Over under, over under is nine wins, plus 190 to win the division, 14 to one for the conference, 31 to one for the Super Bowl, and minus 130 to make the playoffs. Um, these are all FanDuel, God bless you, odds. Uh, 13 and three last year. The big story is Matt LaFleur and the Packers going out and drafting Jordan Love, selecting him with the 26th pick in the first round. And Aaron Rodgers was uh, either very, very pissed or mildly miffed by the whole thing. Somewhere in there, there were rumors that these guys didn't get along anyway, Matt LaFleur. But, um, you know, First rookie head coach in Green Bay history to reach the playoffs after Green Bay had just won six games in 2018. They won eight and one in one score games. I usually turn that around and say it's not going to be as good the next year, but this is Aaron Rodgers. This is all he does. Um, Only player in NFL history, back-to-back seasons of 25-plus touchdowns and fewer than five interceptions, 51 TDs, six interceptions over the last two seasons. I think he's still got it. They grabbed A.J. Dillon in the second round, running back from uh, Boston College. How many times did we bet the under in Boston College games and A.J. Dillon would would break one? Uh, they got Funchess. That was unfortunate. He chose to um, opt out. Defensively, Darius Smith, Preston Smith, great. Only duos in the NFL and teammates have 12-plus sacks. They lost uh, Martinez, Blake Martinez, to the Giants. But I think Mag Petton has it together. This is a good team. That defense keeps them in every game. I am going over here. I think they are also an 11-5 and team. And Parley Kid, you disagree with me. Yeah, so at my first glance, I was going to take the over here. and I'm going to be taking the under. Look, I think if the over-under is nine here, um, I could see this being a push at some point. Okay, but this is a team. This is my, in my opinion, maybe the worst thirteen win team of all time. Uh, as you said, eight and one in one score games. I don't think that's going to happen again. Six and zero oh in the division. I don't think they're going six and zero oh in the division again. They had a very weak draft. Um, they lost more in free agency than they gained. Um, they were eighteenth in the league uh, in yards per game offensively. They were 18th in the league in yards per game defensively and yards given up. They're in the bottom half of the league last year in both those categories. They really weren't a very good team, and especially a 13-win team. Uh, Is the regression going to be four games? I'm banking on it here, at least four games. I see this Packers team as, uh, I think this might be a little, uh, some discord uh, in there, and I could see this Packers team being an 8-8 team. And, um, who knows where Rodgers ends up next year? 
Yeah. Well, we don't know, but I, th- I think he has something to prove. That's I think it's a spite year for them. I feel I feel like they beat everybody. The 49ers being in the conference was uh was unfortunate for them because they got slaughtered. Everyone has that in their memory. They got slaughtered in the uh the end. Was that the NFC championship? No. The semifinals? What no, was that? NFC championship. NFC championship. championship. They got beat and they got even beat even worse or about the same in the regular season. But I like them. I do think that's too much of a regression from uh from 13 wins down. All right, Minnesota Vikings. Everyone's talking about that. In Gawkway, that was a big pickup from the Jaguars, just picking the carcass out of uh, of Jacksonville. But uh, Mike Zimmer's team, Mike Zimmer got a three-year extension. Let's read the Vikings numbers. According to FanDuel, over-unders eight and a half. The division's plus 165. Conference 12 to one. Super Bowl 25 to one. And to make the playoffs, minus 130 on the yes you got Mike Zimmer. You got Gary Kubiak. His first season, he's replacing Kevin Stefanski. I wonder what um, a team's record is when they l- allow one of their assistants to go coach the Browns. What the hell their, their record? That that'd be an interesting. Jim, could you look that up for me real quick? What that is? Just get back to me like within thirty seconds. Um, they use twelve personnel, two tight ends, two wide receivers on thirty-five percent of their plays last year, second highest. They scored fewer than 20 points in three of their last four to end the season. Diggs is gone. He's on the Bills. They took Justin Jefferson. I know that's a Harry favorite from LSU with the 22nd pick. Um, Kirk Cousins doesn't care if he dies or not. He said that he's 6-29 and 29 career regular season versus teams to finish the season with a winning record. That's astounding to me. I knew it wasn't great, but I didn't think it was that bad. Then uh, defensively, third most sacks in the NFL over the last two seasons. Now, I know they picked up some players, but here's my big point on the Vikings. They lose Everson Griffin. They lose Linval Joseph. They lose Xavier Rhodes. They lose Trey Waynes. Some of those players were a little um, long in the tooth, but as a unit, they played well together. I know they picked up some guys. I just don't know. Having not played together in the preseason or something, there's something about a defensive unit gelling with what they had. And now they're adding all these pieces. It's very interesting. I know Donnell Hunter is terrific. Harrison Smith, they have a lot of those guys are going to be playing well. I'm going under here, though. I'm going, oh, I'm sorry, nine and seven. The over under is eight and a half. So does that make it over? (laughs) What is that? Let's do some quick math here. I'm going over at nine and seven. Someone bail me out here. I've talked forever. Brian. Uh, yeah, so I actually, so the over eight and a half on Fando is minus 150. Uh, the under is plus 125. So this is a tricky one because, um, but I don't like laying the minus 150 here, especially when I have to rely on uh, Kirk Cousins to have another good season. They tend to go from an average season under Zimmer to a good season. It just keeps going back and forth. I thought you, I thought, Sal, you were actually going to really like Minnesota. I'm actually... I actually feel a little bit better that we're on the same page here, but uh, <laughs> they, they do have a few holes on their offensive line. They have to hope Jefferson can replace Diggs. If you look at their first five games, they're pretty tough. It's Green Bay at Indy, Tennessee at Houston, at Seattle. Uh, and let's not forget, this team is usually poor against top teams. So I think they were two and five last year against teams, uh, playoff teams. So obviously the Ngakwe's trade is going to help them. It's going to, you know, they're probably going to get a ton of sacks again, Minnesota, but I just, do not like laying the minus 150 at all with Cousins here. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the line. Yeah, it's just it's just a weird team. I don't know about the, the Zimmer extension. We were a Zimmer guy, um, but I'm not sure. I, I think I like the Bears too much. If you like one team you know, better than the other, you can't go give the Vikings 
10 wins. By the way, I did the thing. Did you guys go through every single game and, and X off? Like, okay, so if the, if the Lions play the Texans, did you give the Texans a win and then the Lions a loss? I, I, I did that. I did, I did that. And I was year. minus two. <laughs> I, 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 and, and so I had to go all the way all back the- and do it. And so that's why I screwed up with the Vikings. I think I initially had them eight and eight and moved them to nine and seven. Harry, but Harry was like minus 20, right? Harry? <laughs> <laughs> I would do it with Simmons and he'd be like plus 12. I'm like, yeah, give everybody wins. What does it matter? <laughs> Detroit Lions, uh, Matt Patricia's third season. Let's go over their numbers here. Seven is the over under. Five to one to win the division. 32 to one to win the conference. 66 to win the Super Bowl. And minus 310 to not make the playoffs, plus 240. Three wins last season, fewest by Detroit since 2009. They ended on a nine-game losing streak. Um, they Obviously, the story was Stafford. He was in there. He was doing well. He got hurt. They got screwed against the Packers. He got hurt. They averaged 25.5 points with him as a starting quarterback. And then you have Driscoll and Blau, 17 points. Um they drafted DeAndre Swift out of Georgia, second-round pick. Kenny Galladay, great, led the NFL with 11 receiving touchdowns. He and Marvin Jones combined for the most. They had 20 last year defensively, tied with Arizona for most pass plays of 20-plus yards. And they lose Darius Slay, and they pick up Desmond Trufant. So that's the trade-off. I don't know if they're making out on that deal. They get Jan- Danny Shelton from New England. They get... Jamie Collins from New England. Matt Patricia's really loading up on Patriots. That doesn't seem to work out almost uh, ever. Uh, Reggie Raglan on Kansas City. I still don't love the same thing. I don't love that the defense hasn't gelled, hasn't played together, even though they have Jeff Okuda from Ohio State. That was their first pick. I am going, it sounds like I'm going under, right? Seven and nine, dead on. (laughs) Seven and nine for the Lions. So that's a push. I'm staying away. Harry, what do you say? Yeah, you know what? It's probably dead on. It's right. I, I'm taking the over, though, here. It's probably not a good thing taking over with Detroit. But again, you, like you mentioned, Sal, of course, the main question is the health of Stafford. Can he stay healthy for a whole season? Uh, he was They were 0-8 with him out of the lineup last year. And the same week nine, uh, on Johnson uh, got injured. He was having a nice season actually running the ball for them. He was out, so that was, that was just it for them. But you mentioned uh, Galladay and Jones. 20, like you said, 20 touchdowns, 2,000 yards, and that's with only having Stafford in eight games. Um, and again, Jeff Okuda is going to help that defense, obviously, with sec- second pick overall. Uh, they were atrocious last year defensively, but still, if you look at their games, they did lose all, like, only had three wins, but a lot of those games were within within a, a, a touchdown. They just weren't on the good side of all a lot of them. So with seven here, seven's probably the number, but I'll take over and maybe they go eight and eight. All right, let's go now. Chicago, right? Is that what's next? Bears, right. eight wins. Over-unders, eight. Right in the middle, eight and eight. Plus 370 for the division. 21-1 to in conference. 44-1 to for the Super Bowl. Plus 146 to make the playoffs. Um, I like this team this year. Um, I know they won four fewer games last year than in Matt Nagy's. He won Coach of the Year, right? The year before that? Yeah. Yep. When, um, you know, when they won 12-4. Uh, and four. Um, they've as a franchise that finished 500 or worse in six of the last seven seasons. They can't beat the Packers ever. They lost seven of the last eight. 
Bill Lazor's his first season as an offensive coordinator. He came from the Dolphins and the Bengals. I don't know if that's a great sign, but they average the second fewest yards per play in NFL. It's really tough watching them go up and down the field offensively. Really tough. Whether it's Trubisky or it's David Montgomery running the ball, even though he had 890 yards rushing last year. Um, they have like six tight ends. They signed Jimmy Graham. They drafted Cole Komet from, uh, from Notre Dame. They have Nick Foles. So that's the big thing. Is it Nick Foles? Is it Trubisky? Yeah. Does it matter? The Bears quarterback is never really good. Parley Kid, you mentioned that you and I brought up that Trubisky was going to start probably months ago, and uh, and then it happened. Yeah. Um, I don't know about this team. Uh, defensively, though, here's the thing. Um, they get Robert Quinn, five years, $70 million. They got Akeem Hicks back. He was injured. That frees up. Uh, that frees up Khalil Mack, who had an off year, eight and a half sacks last year, but it was double and triple teamed the whole time. I think their defense is going to be good, and that's why I want to take a chance on them. I think they're going to go nine and seven this year. What do you yeah. think? Well, so I'm taking the under here. Uh, I'm looking more at like uh, seven wins for this team. Somehow or another, they went eight and eight last year, same mm -hmm. as the Cowboys, uh, and they had the fourth worst offense in the NFL. You and I had talked about it months ago. Months ago, uh, the Bears were rumored to be uh, on the verge of letting Trubisky go. Uh, mm -hmm. We thought that would be a mistake, being that if you look at his numbers, they're really not terrible. He's actually been a, a decent, serviceable quarterback uh, for them. Uh, and it looks like now he's the odds-on favorite to be the starter there. Uh, here's what I think hurts them, Sal, is they brought in a new QB coach, a new offensive coordinator, and a new passing game coordinator. Uh, without a preseason, uh, I think things are going to be a little shaky there for the Bears. Look, they're never an easy play, right? They, they're going to they, – their games aren't fun to watch, uh, but I'm, I don't think they have enough offensive skill in today's game to surpass eight wins. I think they're just a seven-win team. Their offense – just isn't good enough. No matter how good their defense is, it's an offensive league, and their offense just isn't good enough to win that many games. I, I like you, Sal. I think the Lions are my surprise team in this conference. Oh, all right. Well, let's go best bets, uh, Parley Kid. If you like the Lions, let's let's go right to you. Yeah, I, you know. So the best bet for me in this conference, I think, is a very it's it's a it's a winner as long as uh, Stafford can stay healthy. Uh, last year, Stafford. In eight games, threw for 2,500 yards. Um, and what is it? Minus 112? I mean, the odds aren't great. I mean, not getting over like Over 4,049 and a half, right? That's where you're It's going. over 4,049 uh, yards. Uh, mm -hmm. And like, like I said, uh, last year he threw for 2,500 yards in eight games. Uh, he could actually probably miss two games and still surpass this total. Uh, Galladay uh, is an emergency, emerging receiver. Uh, Swift, new running back, it's going to help him out. Marvin Jones, a solid second receiver. I think this uh, Lions team is going to be pretty good this year, um, and I think Stafford easily beats that uh, 4,049 right. yards if he's healthy. Okay. Easy. It's an easy one. Easy. Harry, you think you have an easy one as well? It's go, on that uh, Bears team. Yeah, I'm going to go Allen Robinson over five-and-a-half touchdowns. Uh, receiving at minus 112. Uh, we talked about Trubisky here. I think he looked a little bit better the last third of the season. Robinson had seven last year. Uh, he had 154 targets. That's a ton mm -hmm. of targets. Their next closest receiver, receiver uh, Cohen had about 107, but best other wide receiver tight end, Anthony Miller had 85 
target. So it, a lot of looks to Robinson. Trubisky counts on him, especially in the red zone. Like I said, seven touchdowns last year. I'm going to go over five and a half for Allen Robinson this year for the Bears. Uh, you're not the only one on this network who has a little crushy crush on Allen Robinson. Jen Piacente of uh, Jen Piacente and Jerry Ferreira on waiver wire talked about Allen Robinson. She loves him. She loves those targets. She thinks he, it's only uh, in, the, in the couple years, guys, in the couple years he's been with the Bears, he's done the best he possibly could coming over from Jacksonville with what, with what type hmm. of quarterback he's had to throw the ball, throw the ball to him. All right, Harry, I'm trying to plug <laughs> waiver wired and you're, you're going on and on with this, uh, this stupid pick. <laughs> anyway, anyway, the point is uh, subscribe to waiver wired oh, okay. <laughs> extra points podcast <laughs> network. Uh, Brother Bry. What are you looking at for the best bet in the uh, NFC North? Yeah, so I'm looking at Devontae Adams under 1,200 and a half yards. I love mm. when you say these, like 4,049. It's like when you're writing a check out, right? And you're yeah, just right. like, ah, uh, you forget what number you're even uh, <laughs> yeah, talking about. Yeah. But 50 you know, cents. Yeah. <laughs> you know how we always talk about just taking all the unders, right, on all these player props? Uh, yeah. We talked about it, but then when we get on here, we then decide to go over on some of these. Mm -hmm. But this is what I really like. 1,200 and a half is a lot here. Uh, while, while it seems like he always puts up great numbers, he's actually only gone over a thousand yards once in six seasons. So that's mostly, mm. that's mostly due to the fact that he usually misses a game or two, but even if he plays all 16 games, uh, it's still going to be close. Even, even then I still think there's a good chance he goes under, especially because Rogers could be throwing even less. They could be running the ball even more this year. So under 1200 and a half just seems like a, a lot for Adams. Brother Bry, I stuck to uh, my pledge here, at least for the purposes of this podcast. I went unders with uh, with all the player props. Smart, I think. smart. I think I can't find my AFC shit because everything's all over the place. But um, uh, same team, Packers make the playoffs. We talked about are they going to regress that much? Thirteen wins. Okay, what if they don't win the division? Fine, nine and seven could still get them in the playoffs in a league that sends seven teams per conference to the playoffs. So if you think they're going to go from 13 to nine, which still might make it, I think they get at least nine. I don't think they'll go eight and eight. I really like the Packers. I think that number is way low. Minus 130. Like I said, Aaron Rodgers in a spiteful year, and that defense is pretty solid. And that is our NFC North. Let's switch gears to the NFC South. The New Orleans Saints over under 10 and a half wins. The division is minus 115. Six to one to win the conference, 12 to one to win the Super Bowl, minus 350. Wow, that's a lot to make the playoffs. Mm. So here are the Saints. This is a team that just kills me. They do well in the regular season. Like I said, 13 and three all the time. 13 back-to-back -back seasons, they've had 13 wins. And then they go to the playoffs. And miraculously, they've lost in the playoffs on the last play of the game for the last three years. Stefan Diggs play we all know about. We know the overtime loss against the Rams that killed me. That's I had a ton of money on that, which inspired the uh, pass interference rule, which they did away with. What was last year? Was last year the Kyle Rudolph touchdown in the end zone? Or am I yeah, the, the, yeah, the push-off. The push-off, right. That's what they didn't call. They could have, maybe, maybe not. But anyway, they're a solid regular season team. Uh, seven and one in games decided by one score. Sean Payton's got them going. Three straight years with the season. Like I said, aside from that last play in the postseason, um, they're in good shape. They, uh, top 10 total offense in each of the last 14 years. It's ridiculous. Average seven yards of play with Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara and Jared cook. And if uh, I think Kamara is practicing now, right? That was all yeah. smoke and yep. mirrors. He's yep. back with this team. No way. He's not going to be a part of it. 
They signed Emmanuel Sanders. Seems like a really nice compliment. I know he's 33 years old, but he's going to do well, I think, in this offense. Um, Kamara, like I said, third player in history, 500-plus rushing yards and 500-plus receiving yards each of the first three seasons. Uh, a top-five defense rushing under Dennis Allen. Fourth and third in sacks. Cameron Jordan, 12 or more sacks in the last three years. Only Chandler Jones has done that. Not too many losses, and yet uh, I don't love them. I mean, they, they added Jameis Winston if, if Breeze goes down. Malcolm Jenkins is part of this squad. I still think 10.5 is too many. I'm going under. I think 10-6 and six is uh, is more likely. Harry? Sal, I'm right there with you. The snake-bitten Saints, like you mentioned. Can't get a break in the playoffs. It's hard to come back for that. It's going to be four years in a row they got to come back after losing like that. Uh, Breeze is 41 and a half years old. Uh, last two years, 7,000 yards. The two previous yards, or two previous years, 9,500 yards passing. And you mentioned Kamara. His numbers were actually pretty far down last year in rushing yards, receiving yards. He had 12 less touchdowns than he had in 2018. The second and third most uh, uh, productive tacklers last season, Von Bell and uh, A.J. Klein, went to Cincinnati and Buffalo, respectively. Uh, asking for 11 is a lot. And you know who I like in the NFC Central. It's Tampa time, baby. Tampa time in Tampa Bay. Is that the Central? Is this the Central now? <laughs> Central. <laughs> yeah. South, Harry. South. South. All right. Well, we'll get to Tampa and Tampa Bay. I guess we'll get to them now. Nine and a half wins. Everybody loves this team. Harry picked Brady. Did, do you guys know that Harry predicted that Brady would go to Tampa? Are you guys aware uh, of that? He, oh, he did? Well, you did, Harry? <laughs> uh, I did. And I also coined TB to TB, unlike uh, Colin Cowherd likes to claim that he did the hack. Thinks he, he, he got that, that from I you. He clearly got that from you. He file, follows you, right, on Twitter and everything? Yeah. <laughs> he knows what's going on. Tampa, nine and a half is the over-under. Slight favorite, minus 130 for uh, the over. Plus 160 to win a division, 750 for the conference for Brady to win the Super Bowl is 15 to one odds. And for them to make the playoffs, um, they're minus 188. Obviously, the winningest quarterback of all time is now on the roster. And that meets with the losing a team that's lost eight of the last nine years. They've had a losing record. They haven't won the division in 13 years. Um, Byron Leftwich is the offensive coordinator and the quarterback. I don't know. Can he teach? What does he teach Tom Brady? Like when Tom Brady goes to buy, like what, what, what goes on? Like when they're, when they're going through drills and stuff, what can you tell him? His production though has regressed in each of the last two years. Uh, I'm not a quarterback rating guy, but some people are, he's gone from one Oh, one Oh three to 97 to 88, but he's got the weapons. He's got Godwin 1300 receiving yards last year. Mike Evans, 1150 last year. Gronk is back. Um, third most career receiving touchdowns by a tight end in history. 79. Defensively, you got Todd Bowles running things. They return all 11 starters. That's pretty good. But they ranked bottom five in scoring defense, 29th and 30th in uh, pass defense. They lost Brashad Perryman, who seemed to score every single game down the stretch, like his last five. Uh, they resigned uh, JPP and Dominican Sue. And yet, I'm such a jerk. I'm going under because I'm rooting against Tom Brady. I think nine and seven. I do see seven losses in this. I think they could lose to the Saints to start off. They lose to the Broncos week three, lose at the Bears, the Packers. There's some losses in there, I think, for sure. Falcons, obviously. Nine and seven. Who's got this one? 
Brother Bry. Yeah. So, so what is this? Are you rooting against Tampa and and New England? Both Isn't it crazy? Like I, 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 I right? picked like, up a hate. It was so much. It was so much easier to concentrate your hate on just one team, and now it splinters off. Right? I, I know it's tough because you'd think like you'd really be rooting for Brady, right? Just to shove it in the Pat's yeah. face and Belichick, but then you're like, ah, oh, I know. I I hear you with that, but uh, I remember when this was eight, eight and a half this line. But I'm gonna take the over here. Uh, this is Peyton Manning to Denver. It's Joe Montana to Kansas City. I know different types of teams. Obviously, Manning didn't have to do as much with a great defense, but there's a ton of talent on offense, like you said. I think last year for Brady was more about the offensive line falling apart than it was about Brady. Also, maybe the play calling. There is some good young talent on this defense. I know you said they were 30th in scoring defense, but they were 15th in yards. So, what I attribute that all to is Jameis Winston, right? So 35 turnovers for him. And, and I would think that has a lot to do with giving up so many points. Uh, mm-hmm. Bruce Arians has won with Carson Palmer before and won a lot of games. So if he can win with Palmer in Arizona, yep. there's no doubt he can win with Brady here in Tampa. They're scheduled to start. They could easily start four and one. If they win that game against New, uh, New Orleans, that first game, they have a chance at five and oh, I think. At New Orleans, Carolina, at Denver, uh, Chargers, and then at Bears. So um, I definitely think they're going to get off to a good start. I could see them easily four and one to start. But I, I, uh, I like come the, on, I Brian. Know, I, <laughs> well, come I, on. I, I, the funny thing is, I always liked Brady. I hated the, I, Patri- I hated the Patriots, but I was a Michigan right. guy, so I like Brady. All right, this works out then for you. <laughs> uh, I, I know I'm not going to get my way. I can't have the Giants be terrible, the Cowboys be the best team, the Patriots and Bucks suck, and all these other the Titans I have to root against for Clay Travis. I, I know I'm not. It's not all going to line up, but uh, I, I was hoping maybe this one at least. Atlanta Falcons over under seven and a half wins, seven to one to win the division, twenty four to one to win the conference, fifty to one to win the Super Bowl, uh, plus two ten to make the playoffs. I really like this team. I really do. I know they're like, they've been just very, very sad to watch and say, lot. they blew that 28-3 lead to the Patriots. And Dan Quinn, every year a coach like kind of digs himself out. You think he's on the hot seat. I think this year it's Dan Quinn. It's his sixth year. They went seven and nine last year. And I, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense that they faced the toughest schedule in 2020. You have Dick Dirk Cutter, offensive coordinator, finished with a top 10 total offense. I think I said on a podcast a couple weeks ago, they have a chance to start 11 first round picks on offense. Um, Pretty good. Now, Ryan was sacked 48 times, tied for the most with Russ and Kyla Murray. They got Todd Gurley, who has got a career low, 71 scrimmage yards, but scores, scores all the time. Uh, Julio Jones, six straight seasons, 1300 plus Jones and Ridley combined for the third most receiving yards. Uh, Ridley has 17 touchdowns over the day. I mean, they seem like a scoring machine. And then you got Raheem Morris. He leads the defense. Um, he shifted from the team's wide receiver coach to, to the secondary. Parley kid, is that weird to go from a wide receiver coach to leading the defense? Yeah, I know that, he went to secondary. He's there, always right? been a defensive coach, though. So yeah. I, I don't think it's uh, – uh, it's a Hofstra guy, by the way, Harry. Right. So is, uh, so is, co- so is coach Dan, Dan Quinn. They both uh, – Coached uh, at Hofstra at one time, uh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's a unusual. Nice I I do think it's part of the problem with the Falcons. I mean, I think uh, we all would have said here that, and I'm taking them at uh, under seven and a half wins at minus one fifteen. I think. Look, this is a team we watch all the time. We always say 
shouldn't they be better? Like, uh, how does Dan Quinn still have a job? Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd Gurley looked done to me last year. You could you could talk about his 12 touchdowns and stuff like that, but I guarantee you about 10 of them were one-yard runs uh, that he had. Uh, I'm not sure how much they really improved. And their defense is always, at best, mediocre. Uh, and the bottom line is uh, two games against the Saints, two games against the Bucks, the Chiefs, the Vikings, the Cowboys, the Seahawks, the Packers, uh, and there's more. Uh, so I don't even yeah. see how they're going to get to eight. I think they're just a seven-win team. I'm not sure. I know Matt Ryan had the, the, the nice run. I'm just not sure if he's a real true winner. Uh, I think he's a stat guy, puts up great stats, but mm-hmm. I just don't think he is a true winning quarterback. Take I'm trying to I'm trying to see why I could justify my overpick and why I think they're going to win 10 games. Um maybe I'm that's pretty why sure, I, went I that's think a, I, I don't know I, who it was last year but I think Harry, Harry and I loved them last year. It was Harry. It was, Harry. I loved them too. Harry and they burned Harry. us. They burned us. Harry time and time again. So I, I know. Brian, you're right. I did have them in the Super Bowl against Kansas City in the in the pod we did but Sal Week five, week six, Dan Quinn, we were all he was the guy that was going to be fired right off the bat. And then second half of the right. season, they played that game against New Orleans, held him yes. to like nine points, and he went like six and one down the stretch and saved his job. AJ Terrell's their first round draft pick, sixteenth out of Clemson. They get Keanu Neal back. Maybe that helps. I don't know. Hayden Hurst signs with them. They lose Freeman. They lose Austin Hooper. They lose Adrian Claiborne. They look lose Victor Beasley to uh Tennessee. But I'm still going ten wins. I don't know why. This is my dumb <laughs> My dumb NFC team, it's probably not going to work um, going over with the uh, Falcons. Let's go Panthers here. They are five and a half as they're over under, minus 130 for the over. Boy, does that seem high. Plus 1,700 to win the division, 50 to one for the conference, 120 for the Super Bowl. You're crazy. You're crazy. Plus 380 to make the playoffs. You got Matt Rule in there as a former barreler coach. He replaces Ron Rivera. They lost eight straight games to close out the year last season. Minus 14 turnover differential. They return only 10 of 22 starters. That's the fewest in the NFL. And then you got Joe Brady, offensive coordinator. That was uh, the LSU guy, Joe Burrow's guy. 35 turnovers for this offense last year. They allowed 58 sacks. And this is Teddy Bridgewater's team now. Three years, $63 million. Um you know, obviously McCaffrey's everyone's first or second pick in their fantasy draft. Third player in history, a thousand rushing yards, thousand receiving yards, so many scrimmage yards. They got Robbie Anderson to add to the offense. Um, defense, they finished with the second most sacks, but six of the seven leaders in sacks from last season are gone. So I don't know what to make of this team. Poe is gone, Gerald McCoy gone, Luke Keekley retired, Bradbury's a giant. Um, they picked up Eli Apple. They got that good, that tough uh, defensive tackle, Brown, from Auburn. I'm going under. I think this is a 4-12 and 12 team. They're over under this 5.5. I think they win a handful of games, and that handful spells 4. Uh, Brother Bry, what about you? You've, you've flip-flopped on this a million times today. <laughs> I told you guys I like the under, then the over, then the under, and then I finally stuck with the over. Um, it's funny, because as you're going through this, you're like, ah, there's just too many <laughs> things I like here, so... Um, I, I like what they've done. I love the Matt Rule hire. I love Joe Brady hire. I love bringing in Teddy Bridgewater uh, in this offense. So there's a lot of skill on the field offensively for Brady to work with. So uh, the problem with this team, obviously, like you said, is defense, but they do have some good talent on that side of the ball. Look, they were 31st. This is similar to 
to Tampa. They were 31st in scoring defense, but part of that reason is they were so bad with the turnovers, right? They had the second most turnovers in the NFL to Tampa. Mm -hmm. So uh, they did add some good line pieces, like you said, with Brown. Um, I just think Bridgewater is the type of game manager that will play it safe. He won't turn the ball over. He'll take less sacks. Um, And if you look at their schedule is very tough, I will say. So it is very tough. But there is a scenario, if you look at their schedule, that they start off four and two or three and three. That's very possible in the first six. And then if you think they can get to three and three in the first six, I think you have to take over at that point. And that's that's kind of where I landed with them. Yeah, I think the the biggest factor for my under here well, is that they're the Panthers. But no, but also <laughs> the, the, a quarterback <laughs> going to a new team with a new Zoom, coach. It's a new coach. It's I just know. tough. It's just tough. I, I think it's, they it's funny. They, I, I think your first I, few games are going to be tough because I, of that. Right? I think, yeah, I think that's what, uh, yeah, you're, you're probably, I think I don't worry ta- about I, it. I no. talked about this. La- <laughs> I, I talked, I talked about this last year with the first coach, yeah. uh, first time QB or new coach, new QB right. not being, uh, being tough, yeah. but, uh, yeah. God, uh, I don't know, but yeah, I, it'll work during the, <laughs> during the COVID era. It should be fine. Right. Oh, I don't see any problem. Uh, let's go, Brian, while we're talking to you here, you have a Panther as your best bet for the NFC. South. Yeah. So I, I do still like, um, McCaffrey over 1899 and a half yards rushing and receiving. Uh, he's gone over this number back to back seasons last season. He had 2,400 yards. If he's healthy, or even if he plays 13 or 14 games, he's going to go over. He's going to get about 150 yards every game, uh, rushing, receiving. So I do think Brady, uh, I think Joe Brady's going to find ways to get him the ball. I do think Teddy's going to dump the ball off to him a lot. So as long mm-hmm. as he can stay on the field most of the time, he's he's going to beat that number. That's a good. All right. I hope so. I have him as my first pick in the big money uh, fantasy league draft. All right. Uh, Parlay kid. You're going to Tampa. You think Tampa is going to hook up uh, big time with a certain receiver? Yeah, I'm going to take Mike Evans over 1,049 and a half yards at minus 112. Uh, that comes out to an average of 65.5 yards per game. He averages 80.6 yards a game for his career. Uh, he averages over 1,210 yards uh, per year as well during his six years in the NFL. Even last year in 13 games that he played, he had uh, 1,157 yards, so he still went, would have went over this number, uh, and, and that's playing 13 games. Uh, Brady's going to love throwing to this guy, a big, fast target. When has he had that? And look, you might say, well, he's going to have yards taken away by Gronk and, and, and Godwin, and et cetera, but uh, I still think even on a down year, uh, yeah. as long as he plays that 13 or 14 games, he's getting over 1,050 yards. At minus 12, 112, I think that's very good value. Plus, look, two suspect, uh, two games against suspect defenses in Carolina and two mm-hmm. games against the Falcons. Four games against predominantly yeah. lousy secondaries. So right. I think he goes over here. All right, Harry, your best bet in the NFC South. Or NFC, Central, as you call it. NFC yeah. South is going to be Tampa Bay to finish in first place at plus 160. Look. I don't, I'm not sure if I mentioned it or not, but I did mention that Tam, Tom Brady would go to Tampa Bay, right? Just want to make sure that I didn't mention yeah. that. I mentioned is, that to, is to finish the first place the same as win the division? Uh, <laughs> finish in first place. Okay. Yeah, to win All, the right. Division. Yeah. All right. All right. So anyways. To, to, um, to, to finish ahead of the second place team. Yeah, to yeah. be the champion of the division. Uh, <laughs> All right. Mentioned the duo of uh, the Evans and Godwin. 155 catches. 2,500 yards, 17 touchdowns. And Brady, yeah, people were down on him. 
He only had, uh, he had 24 touchdowns, but he had no tight end. First time in his career, never had a tight end. Now he's got Gronk again and O.J. Howard, who, let's not forget, Tampa Bay hasn't used him right. He's a first-round draft choice. Arians, Bry, you mentioned, two-time coach of the year, and I think the defense was underrated last year. Uh, D- David Levante, 123 tackles, and out of nowhere, Shaq Barrett, 19 and a half sacks, six force fumbles, and in those 19 and a half sacks, that was he, 138 yards lost on those sacks. This defense played real well the last five weeks of the season. Uh, Tampa Bay gets it done in the South. They win it at plus 160. Uh, I'm putting an end to all this pro-Tampa talk. I can't take it. I'm going <laughs> Gronk under. Gronk under is my best bet. He struggled to to grab three touchdown passes in 2018. Has anyone seen him play? I mean, he lost like 35 pounds. He was a monster when he played. He would throw guys around. Are we sure he could still play football? Like, I don't know. I don't even know if he's he's got it back. He had 682 yards and three touchdowns. His over-under is 599 and a half. Five and a half touchdowns is the over-under. I like the touchdowns under better than I do for the yards. Hey, O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait, those are good, uh, you know, those are good options when Gronk is injured or kind of injured. How many times did Gronk play because yeah. he had to play? This time, you don't need him to play all these games. Uh, like I said, he lost the weight. I haven't seen him play. I don't know if he could still do it. Um, just because he wants to play with his friend Tom Brady doesn't mean he's going to be effective. Like the parlay kid says, lots of weapons out there. And, and Harry, you're saying the same thing. And I think that works against Gronk. I'm going under. 599 and a half. Sal, can I ask a question here? Um, sure. To Harry. Harry, who is David Levante anyway? Yeah, what it's did you say? David <laughs> Levante, 123 tackles. It's, Let Levant- the team live. it's Levante, David, isn't it? You you you, screw, yeah. you screwed up the comma there. Oh, man. <laughs> That's not good. Uh, yeah. He's still looking at you like you're wrong, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's David Levante. All right, so now Tampa's not the pick, I think. Uh, let's let's move to the West, the 49ers. Ten and a half over on their minus 105 to win the division, plus 450 to win the conference, nine to one to win the Super Bowl, and it's always the team that loses the Super Bowl that has trouble getting back, not the team that wins it. Minus 410 to make the playoffs. Kyle Shanahan's fourth season. Uh, obviously they blew the 10 point lead in the fourth quarter, lost the Super Bowl. 13 wins was the most since 2011. Um, they had 30 points per game last season, 29.9. They ran the ball 49% of the time, second highest rate behind, uh, Baltimore. Yeah. They, you know, three different players, 500 more yards, Mostert, Coleman, Breda. They use pre-snap motion on 80% of their offensive plays. It screwed everyone up. They ended up rolling through the NFC with that. Uh, traded for Trent Williams in the offseason. They signed George Kittle, five to seventy-five million. Debo Samuel broke his foot. That's not great. And then on defense, uh, ten of eleven starters coming back. DeForest Buckner's gone. They got the first round pick. Nick Bosa, 2019 rookie of the year. Um, I like it. They got Kinlaw, the defensive tackle, yeah. number 14. I'm going over here. I really am. 12 and four, I think. I get it. Uh, they're supposed to be uh, not good after you win. You're supposed to be really just shit the bed, but that's not in the uh, 49ers and Kyle Shanahan's makeup. Parley Kid, you agree? I agree with you here, Sal. Uh, over 10 and a half at minus 120. I like the way this team is constructed. They have plug and play running backs. I kind of the way Shanahan's dad did it. No matter who was playing running back for his teams, they were always successful. Same here. Um, 
Their first six, Sal, home versus the Cardinals, at Jets, at Giants, back-to-back weeks. That might actually be a good time to do it. They'll probably just stay in New York at that time. Home Mm -hmm. versus Eagles, home versus Dolphins, home versus Rams. I'm looking at 6-0 and to start the season here. Yeah. Um, I do like the way their offense is constructed, too. I think uh, Garoppolo's got some weapons in Samuel, Kittle, Ayuk. Am I saying that right, Harry? I see you wearing the Arizona State shirt. Or is that, that a, is. is that a is that a bed sheet you're wearing? I can't really tell. Uh, uh, <laughs> building uh, a tent in the back. Building a tent in the backyard. There you go. And uh, Shanahan's not going to allow a, a Super Bowl hangover here, Sal. Fourth in total offense last year. Second in defense. This team is still good enough to win 11 games and, and go over this 10 and a half. So let's go over. I'm with you. I know that the uh, the whole division could be tougher. You know, the Rams don't, they're not going to go seven and nine. They're, they're, some teams are just not going to be, you know, they're not going to win six games. Seattle, you look at their over under, we'll hit it in a second, but it seems like they should be around nine, 10, 11 wins. So where do the losses come from? But you, you mentioned them right off the bat, Washington, Detroit at the Panthers at the Jets. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm reading in the wrong schedule. Sorry. No, the car, it's, it's actually ends up being the same team, though. At the Jets, at the Giants, and Dolphins right in there um, to start the season. Let's go Arizona Cardinals. Harry's favorite, seven and a half is the over-under. Eight to one for the division, 24 to one for the conference, 50 to one for the Super Bowl, plus 240. Yes, to make the playoffs, Arizona Cardinals. You got Cliff Kingsbury. He's got his nice... Uh, Modern day pad, draft pad, beautiful. Every every girl's dream. I don't know what happened. You got Harry checking through his garbage. They missed the playoffs each of the last four seasons. They finished 16 in scoring um, after finish last in scoring in 2018. So they're making great strides, especially with Kyler Murray, the uh, offensive rookie of the year. He had 4,266 yards. And obviously, obviously the big offseason move was DeAndre Hopkins, basically for David Johnson. Are you kidding me? 31 receiving touchdowns um, since 2017. They drafted Isaiah Simmons from Clemson, eighth overall. Uh, Defensively, though, worst passer rating allowed of any NFL team last season, 109.9. You got Russ, you got Jimmy G and Goff in the division. It's tough. Um, What did I do with this team? This is my surprise team, and I I hate it because Harry is going with them too. I know seven and a half over under. I think they're a 10 and six team. Sal, you know what? I'm right with you again. I, I like know. the over here. It's crazy. Uh, the, and it's crazy. It's seven and a half with a team that won five games only last year. Uh, that shows you how the impact of this DeAndre Hopkins pickup is. Uh, and they dumped, like you mentioned, David Johnson and his, and his major contract. Uh, I, I, on Monday, I stated how I th- made a case for Kyler Murray for the MVP. Um, and the DeAndre Hopkins trade, I mean, that was bad enough that Bill O'Brien could have been fired over that since he's the general manager, not only just not head coach, but the general manager. You mentioned Isaiah Simmons, the pickup. He's going to plug up the hole in the middle because Arizona did give up the most receptions, yards, and touchdowns to tight ends. Hopefully he closes that down. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald's back. Christian Kirk had a nice season last year. They had 150 uh, receptions combined and 1,500 yards after they picked up Kenyon Drake. Uh, after week eight, and, uh, he's had he had eight touchdowns in eight games. He was great. Buda Baker's happy. They just signed him to a huge deal. And Chandler Jones, by the way, parlay kid from Rochester, New York, and went to Syracuse. Chandler Jones last five years, seventy two and a half sacks for a loss of more than five football fields. Underrated, most probably most underrated football player 
in the NFL. So I'm going to go Cardinals, even though five wins last year to jump up and get eight, at least eight is a lot, but still going to take it. A little fish. Harry, you know, Harry, whose brother is Chandler yeah, Jones? Yeah, you know who Chandler Jones' brother is, right? Uh, <laughs> probably some disgrace. wrestler. Claw no, Bone Jones. Close. Yeah. UFC, you UFC, Harry. Special Delivery oh. Jones. Uh, John, <laughs> Special Bones, delivery. John, John Bones. John Bones Jones. Jones. Come How on, dare you? You know everybody from upstate. I don't, I don't, UFC, boxing, you know, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> Arizona is the darling team of the uh, NFC, I think. Every, a lot of people are picking them. They're in that tough division, though, so you can't get off to a bad start, but I like the over, too. Well, by the way, what, what, time, uh, what time do you think we're going to get done? Because I, I am I'm invited over to uh, his house for dinner tonight. Kingsbury Whose house? Me over. <laughs> Kingsbury. Yeah, right. <laughs> Out of his garbage. <laughs> there, <All right>. <laughs> there goes his uh, signing yeah. bonus. <laughs> yeah, it's having you over for dinner. Uh, all right, Seahawks. Uh, let's do the Seahawks here. Nine and a half is the over under plus two forty for the division. Ten to one for the conference. Twenty to one Super Bowl minus one thirty eight to make the playoffs. Boy, if if you like them to make the playoffs and and get ten wins, they're right. It's right there for you. Eleven last year. They had ten games though decided by one score. And I feel like the between the four of us like we thought they were one of the luckier teams just watching their games through the season seven and one on the road though that's such a pete carroll thing although you know you would think like the 12th man it was all in seattle but uh great road team scored fewer than 20 points though in three of the last four uh chris carson 1100 plus rushing yards in each of the last two years you got ken newton norton jr in the defense running the defense they give up two first round picks uh, for Jamal Adams um, after two straight seasons outside the top 10 in defense. They, their first two picks were defense in the, in the draft and Bobby Wagner led with 159 tackles. They're not screwing around defensively. They have a lot of uh, defensive additions. Like I said, Bruce Irvin, Jamal Adams, you got returning from injury. I said, Chris Carson, Penny and uh, Disley, the tight end. They're over under is nine and a half. I got them 11 and five. I don't know. This is the one division I have everybody winning in except uh, for one team, but they're 11 and five. What do we think, brother Bry? Yeah. So I, Seattle to me is like, they're the most maddening team ever, right? They're the, like the best worst team, but I am mm-hmm. definitely going over nine and a half. It seems, well, it's not that it's low, but Russell Wilson is 86 and 41 as a starter. He's won 10 games or more in seven of eight seasons. And the other season was nine games. So, he has yet to miss a game, which is amazing. I know the division's probably the best in football, but I don't know how he doesn't find a way to win 10 games. Their offense is still going to be like a top 10 in scoring offense. Uh, their schedule outside their division is pretty great. Uh, they play the NFC East. They play the AFC each, uh, AFC East. So I think that benefits this division a lot. Um, so there are a few things that you can point to if you do like the unders. What what happens with their twelfth man this year? You you were just talking about. I mean, who knows what it's going to yeah. be like? Half a twelve, quarter of a twelfth man, no twelfth man. Uh, they continue to win a ton of one score games, but that's just how they are. I, it's just weird. Like Pete Carroll mm-hmm. just never unleashes Russell Wilson right from the get go. It's only when Russell needs to do something in the fourth quarter is when they actually do it. Um, and mm-hmm. again, and their defense isn't great, but I do think Adams is going to help enough and he'll be a leader on that side of the ball. So I, I definitely love the over nine and a half here. All right, there you go. And finally the Rams eight and a half over under plus four forty for the division. Wow. That's high. 
17 to one to win the conference. The Super Bowl is theirs for 35 to one and plus 130 to make the playoffs. They had nine wins last year. I think they were the only only nine win team to not make the playoffs, right? That was the fewest right. any season under Sean McVay, who we met. We loved him. He made big, big promises to us. We all bet the Rams. We bet every golf uh, uh, prop, player prop, everything you looked at. Um, they hired Kevin O'Connell, who was a Washington offensive coordinator. Almost said it there. Kevin O'Connell, first season. Uh, they've not had an offensive coordinator the last two seasons. Um, they allowed the fewest sacks. Todd Gurley's gone. Goff is a mystery. 22 touchdown passes in 19, 32 touchdown passes in 18. They have Cam Akers. I know the Parlay Kid's a big Cam Akers fan from Florida State. That's the running back, Cooper Cup. Had uh, over 1,160 receiving yards. Higby, I don't know why this team wasn't better. I'm looking at these numbers. Wade Phillips is gone. They have Brandon Staley on defense. Uh, fourth most sacks in the NFL. They need to replace three of their five leading tacklers. And, of course, they have Aaron Donald, who led the NFL with 173 quarterback hits, two-time defensive player of the year. So they lose Brandon Cooks. They lose Fowler. They lose Clay Matthews. Um, they get Leonard Floyd and Cam Akers. And, you know, nine and seven, I have them at eight and a half is the over under. I don't know. I like this team. They're fun to root for in hard knocks. I just think they get it together and push together like a nine win. Now, if they lose to the Cowboys and Eagles to start, it's going to be a little tough. They end with at Seattle and versus the Cardinals. So their bookended games are a little tough there. I think nine and seven, though, I'm going for the Rams parlay kid. Are we with Sean uh, McVay or against him this year? Listen, uh, I love Sean McVay. I take him as my coach uh, any day of the week. I just don't think the Rams are that good. I think they have some good individual players, mm -hmm. in Donald and uh, Jalen Ramsey, uh, who's they got for a full season now. I just don't think they're going to win eight and a half games. Or well, they're not going to win eight and a half, but they're not going to no. win nine. I could see them getting to the eight win mark. That's about it. Uh, I read today that. Uh, they're getting more action than any other team on the under wow. uh, at the books. I read that today. Uh, and I think they're going to start 0-3. Home, they're home versus the Cowboys at Eagles at Bills. Uh, I think that's an 0-3 start. Uh, they killed me last year. I have little <laughs> faith in them just because uh, having them last year, we watched Goff a lot last year. Uh, yeah. and Brother Brian would tell you, we were disgusted almost every game watching him. It was it was mm -hmm. like watching a different player at times. Yeah. Uh, he's so streaky. It's amazing how streaky a quarterback can be. He's the most streaky quarterback I know of. Uh, I don't think he just doesn't, he doesn't, he's not going to have the weapons to help him out this year. So, and look, they were, they were three and oh last year, Sal. And then they went six and seven down the stretch. I think that's more or less the team we're looking at this year. Uh, so uh, let's take the under. I'm taking the under there. Uh, under eight and a half at minus one fifteen. And yeah, let's not forget they Greg they lost because Greg the leg missed that field goal. Was that a Thursday night game that uh, just just missed against Seattle? They could have been they could have been a playoff. Uh, that team. was They're the right. backbreaker to their season. That's yep. for sure. That that's that for sure. It. It turned the whole season around for them. Um, for our best division bets, we all went Arizona. We all went oh, players oh. and did, did, Arizona. We, did we, we really, really did? Oh, Brother Bry, start us off. Kyle wow. Murray. All right, so they're best bets, and then they're your like best, best bets. Yeah. And this is it for me. Like out of all the bets I'm giving out, this is the one I love the most. Um, it's Kyler Murray over 449 and a half rushing yards. Uh, there's only one player who you know that's almost as explosive as there's only one player that's almost as explosive as Lamar Jackson, and it's Murray. 
Uh, he was reluctant at times to run last year and still finished with 544 yards rushing. Um, so this is like with last year. I remember Jackson, I think his over under was around 700 yards rushing and he mm-hmm. finished and he finished with 1200, 449 yeah. and a half. Like a parlay kid likes to do the math. That's 28 yards a game. So there's one game he's going to get a hundred yards. So this almost seems too easy to me. Uh, just please stay on the field, Kyler Murray, and you will go Love over it. this. Love this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. All right, Harry, this is your team. Yep, Harry, gonna... by the way, you know, this is a very special. I think you like Arizona better than you like the Giants because it wasn't oh, yeah. like you had any Giants living yeah. in your neighborhood. You have Kingsbury around you. You know, there wasn't Bart Oates didn't live in a Swigo, right? So you couldn't <laughs> you couldn't get to his trash. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's correct. I mean, you could look at it that way. But Jay, haven't Jay? You, you guys understand though. Jason Garrett is part of the Giants. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's absolutely disgusting. Oh, I, I understand. Have nothing to, uh, I mean, it, I have nothing to say that's going to be. I, I actually sort of want them to tank because I would love for them to can him if they're that bad on offense. Honestly, I mean, right. it, such a vanilla offense. He's the worst. But anyways, listen. I'm going to take DeAndre Hopkins here. Yep, to the Cardinals over 1124 and a half. Uh, yards receiving at minus 112. Um, Kyler Murray had a little over 3,700 yards last year. Deshaun Watson had 3,800 yards. And Hopkins went over that 1124 last year. Um, Arizona, like we've mentioned a few times today and on Monday, they're going to be electric. Uh, Only five wins last year, but still um, they scored 24.9 of the last 12 games. And again, DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins in 2017, 1,400 yards in 2018, 1,600 yards. So he needs 1,125 here. He's been electric since he's been in the league. What a pickup, and this offense is going to be great too. Parley Kid, you think he's electric as well? Yeah, look, Harry, I think you're going to like this one too. I got Hopkins over six and a half touchdown receptions at minus Mm -hmm. 126. Uh, Last year, he had a down year in terms of touchdowns and had seven, uh, but he's had 31 over the last three years. He has played in a minimum of 15 games in each of his first seven years in the league. He has a young quarterback that's comparable to Deshaun Watson, as we're talking about, a gunslinging coach, and two very good complimentary wide receivers around him, right? Uh, You know, Kirk with 68 catches uh, last year. Looks like he's an emerging receiver, too, which with the Texans, he got doubled a lot. Who was their second-best receiver, Fuller? When he was Um, on the field. Heard all You know, when he was on the field. So he got doubled a lot. Uh, he's not going to be able to see as many double teams here uh, with this Cardinals offense. So over six and a half, I think that's this is a uh, a walk in the park for DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, can I can I say though, if you like that, he for him to have the most touchdowns, right? Because he used to get you know ten eleven. For him to have the most touchdowns, mm. plus twenty three hundred. Oh, so that's, that's Fandle's got let's, it all. They let's do it, it guys. Pretty let's jump on it. Pretty- <laughs> We're all Arizona garbage pal fans. Right. It's unbelievable. I'm going with them too. Plus 240 to make the playoffs. Same reasoning. I think their schedule is nice for the Washington, Detroit, the Panthers, the Jets. Those are four of their first five games. Then throw in the Dolphins in there and, you know, the Giants. This is, this is, these are lots of winnable games here. And I think they can go three and three or four, even four and two in the division. Let's say three and three. I think they're a 10 and six team. I think they're a playoff team. Plus 240. That's my best bet in the NFC West. We are halfway done. Well, we're done if you're if you're only listening to this podcast, but we are about to do the AFC. So switch over. Or if you listen to the AFC already, um, come back next year for our preview. We'll be right back. 